Hey there, friends. It's Nick. Okay, so we're going to do a quick podcast because, as you might have expected if you heard yesterday's podcast, I'm pretty shattered. We went yesterday, after I recorded yesterday's episode, we went to Stonehenge, which is usually less than an hour from where we live. But last night, it actually took us four hours between our place and finally getting to the stones. And that's partly because... The summer solstice at Stonehenge is an extraordinary gathering of thousands of people. And we, we, basically, we basically got stuck in terrible traffic. But by 10 o'clock, by 10pm, so obviously it's the middle of the summer here. And uh, at 10pm, you, you've still got kind of twilight. So we parked up. The stones are actually about 20 minutes walk from the car park and we walked up into this hill this this hill on the Salisbury plain and out of the twilight come the stones and you can see these extraordinary pieces of rock some of which weigh 35 tons that are between four and five thousand years old or at least they've been <laughs> they're much older than that but They've been in this place four or five thousand years old. But the the other thing that kind of washed over us as we climbed this hill was the the noise. The, there was rhythmic drumming and cheering and clapping. And as we got closer, as we got into the stone circle, so many people. I mean, everything from families with young kids, some some with kind of you know really young kids, babies, two or three year olds. You'd also have, you know, we saw at least, you know, couples who were at least in their their sort of early 70s, I would say. An extraordinary range of people who gather to celebrate this kind of solstice. And obviously, you know, we we got there at 10pm-ish. 10, 10 the sunrise was due for 4.49 this morning. So what you have is kind of a night of that mixes sort of celebration. There are people lying on blankets and, you know, or, or inside sleeping bags and all of this kind of thing. And the <laughs> extraordinary, I mean, we we ended up taking a blanket and sitting against the back of one of these stones and you can feel the the huge mass of these things. You can put your hand up to where people have been putting their hand up for literally thousands of years. They've been waiting for the sun to come up in this place at this time. And the reason is that the the hill on which Stonehenge is, is sort of set, and it's not a huge hill by any means, but it but it sort of naturally faces the rising of the sun. And what you've got, I mean the the you know the, of course the monument is much is much decayed over the thousands of years, but but effectively you've got this the ring of stone, an outer ring, an inner ring, but off to the side is what they call the heel stone and the heel stone is where the sun rises you know in the middle of the summer in this solstice day and this extraordinary thing while well, we were sort of sat there just taking all this in last night with our backs pressed against these extraordinary rocks the kind of the as well as the the noise and the stars above and all the people you got this extraordinary kind of melange of scents of spices of of 
various different types of tobacco. I mean, I certainly had a... I had There was one moment where someone, I swear, walked past smoking the tobacco that my dad used to smoke. It was like there was just this this sort of intense recognition of that rich kind of smell of my dad's pipe smoke. But but I tell you what, there were plenty of other smells there as well. Um, you know, obviously people are vaping and what have you, but, but also, uh, although drugs and alcohol aren't allowed on the site for obvious reasons, you know, you've got uh, warnings and police and, and what have you, it definitely felt to me like there were people uh, smoking various substances. Uh, but, but, this is such a good-natured thing. It's it's really a party. I mean, we didn't see any trouble all the way through the night. And, you know, we, we stayed up for a while. There was live music we were listening to. Eventually, we went back, just back to the car for a, a couple of hours rest, although it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't particularly restful. And then back up to the stones about three-ish uh, as we started to see the light, the light just beginning to edge into the sky. And, you know, again, the, the, the reason this we, we went is because... Well, let me contrast this with my previous experience. I've been to Stonehenge once before. About 25, 26 years ago, I went. And it was a... It was a lacklustre, disappointing experience. You know, one of the things that happened, you know, decades ago is they closed the stone access. You know, you, the solstice is actually the only time of the year, the only day of the year, really, when the public have access to the stones. And obviously that's for preservation reasons, and I get it. You know, people used to be climbing on top of them and all kinds of stuff, and, you know, no wonder it's parts of it have fallen down but what we had was last night was a visceral experience of of being there of like I say that that touching the hand and feeling the kind of the weight and the roughness of the of the rock of these these huge slabs it was essential experience and you know in the way that I've been describing it you know I talked about the light I talked about the drumming and the cheering and the you know the spices and what have you. It's it's something that that engages the senses if you can go there and actually be there. Whereas you know normally what you do is you you sort of walk around the stones on a you know a path, but you can't get to them. You can't get inside them. And if I was going to force, <laughs> if I was going to force a moral or a work lesson. Of course, I'd say that this is what we do with writing. Good writing engages us viscerally. It uses words and senses to tap into the parts of our brain that that create the pictures that we all get when we are when we're experiencing good writing, writing that moves us, writing that gets us to take action. And you know, last night was one of those those times that we won't forget because there was so much of that, so much of that kind of sensual information, you know, coming coming in all over the place. And uh, when we... We had a clear night, so lots of stars. But then as the, as the sunrise actually, you know, got closer, you know, when we were waiting for it at 4.49am, 
there was lots of mist. So at that moment, we didn't see the sun. We didn't actually see it for about 10 minutes. But then when the sun came up, and I'll make the cover of this episode one of the photos I took, but when the sun came up, you got this huge cheer, this huge kind of, yeah, wave of emotion from all these people. You know, whether they were partiers or drummers or druids or musicians or Celts or, you know, whatever it might be, just people like us who just wanted to experience that that set of emotions. This huge wave of kind of enthusiasm, this huge cry rang out when the sun finally you know, 10 minutes late, really, <laughs> peaked up. And what we got was a beautiful tree. The sun was lovely in the sky. We got photos of it over the stones. You know, all of that kind of stuff. I'll make one of them the cover for this episode. And it's just a, a good reminder that, that, you know what, yesterday, yesterday lunchtime, we, we'd given that our kind of, that was our kind of deadline for deciding whether or not we were going to go. And... It was pretty close, I would say. It was 50-50 on the weather because we'd said we we want to go, but there's no point in going if, for example, it's going to be cloudy because you won't see the sun. We'll just save it for another year. Yesterday, it was 50-50, really, whether it would be, you know, whether we'd see anything. And for me, when something's 50-50, you take the bet, you take the plunge, you, you go for it. And I'm so glad we did because it was it was really an extraordinary experience and uh, I'm recording this at almost 6pm the day of the solstice and honestly I mean I've had a little bit of sleep during the day but but I, I'm pretty tuckered now and I'll go to bed happy that I took that that we that we took that leap and took that step and made that effort because it was well worth it Anyway, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. Remember, your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper, search online for story.business. Bye now.